Welcome to the Market Talk podcast sponsored by WealthPress, where we believe if you're investing uninformed, you're screwed. Get the inside scoop on what's driving the markets today and what that means for your money, all in just 15 minutes. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Roger Scott. I'm the head trader for WealthPress. Today is July 13th. It's a Monday. What do I always say? Let's get into it right now. Now, because it's a Monday and this is the first week of earnings, unofficially earnings started about two weeks ago, but officially it starts today. So I want to give you a little preview. I want to talk about what we can expect this week and give you a nice little preview of what's coming up ahead. So let's get into it right now. Now, global shares rose Monday, which is hard to believe, especially in light of the COVID-19 cases in Florida. I think we hit an all-time record for the second time yesterday. So, But we're looking at global economy right now. So cheered upbeat projections for global economic rebound that were tempered by worries over expanding COVID-19 outbreaks. Investors were looking ahead for the release later this week of Chinese economic growth data for April through June a key indicator for trade manufacturing and investing with implications for the entire region. Singapore is also releasing GDP data. Now, that's very, very important. Hopefully, hopefully, it'll give us some insight into how well other countries are recovering. We got to take it with a grain of salt because it's China and China tends to fudge their numbers. Investors are hoping for an improved outlook thanks to the reopening of Chinese economy following its own early outbreak. Share prices are much higher than justified by its number analysts say and again we got to be very careful with china because china is very it's a slippery slope when it comes to china let's just say that on top of central bank policy meetings in japan and europe corporate earnings are looming as i said and i'll get into the details in just a few minutes according to FactSet, which does a great job of keeping track of things estimate earnings decline for the s p sits at 44.6 percent in light of positive 8%, which was expected before COVID-19. So it's a whole different world out there compared to the S&P index, which is approximately 6% away from its previous all-time highs. Again, barrel, crude oil, 40 cents a barrel, which means energy companies are not bleeding like they were. So again, global market is set to trade higher. Let me show you how the SPY is looking today, give you some levels on it. Oh, we're expecting a nice, strong close. We're hovering right around the 50-day moving average. The problem I'm having here is I don't believe the S&P, based on everything I know, is going to get away too much higher from where we are before coming back. And that's because of momentum levels. Earnings are going to be worse than expected, in my opinion. But most importantly, that we're going to be coming down. But again, the stock market could, could rally from this point on a while longer. But most importantly, keep your eye on this. This is really, really big. Momentum levels are declining. We've never gone this high in, since we've been keeping record of the number of stocks trading above the 50-day moving average. And if we stay above these levels, we've never once gotten above the 80 percentile without coming down. And we're going down. So, But I've been saying that almost every day. Again, I just want to point that out that the S&P and the NASDAQ is very vulnerable right now. Now, in terms of what to expect this week, we got CPI. We got industrial production. CPI is happening tomorrow. There's nothing happening today. We can expect the market to trade today based on the Asian market. But tomorrow we got the CPI 
AI, we got industrial production, we got petroleum report, which is not going to be a major surprise. We know there's more petroleum that we will know what to do with for quite some time. We got jobless claims coming out on Thursday. The expectations about 1.25 million to 1.375 million. As long as we're below the moving average, we're good. We got retail sales, which I'm really expecting this. Remember, retail sales makes up two thirds of the economy, okay? And consumer sentiment and housing starts. Housing starts is really important because housing starts tells us if manufacturing is is bringing up a little bit. Housing starts is, is, is big because when people buy homes, they buy things to fill up their home. And then we have consumer sentiment which is not a major report. So the biggest reports to watch out for this week is gonna be the jobless claims, retail sales, Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Survey, which is huge, industrial production, and housing starts. Housing starts is gonna be big. Now, let's talk about earnings, all right? Second quarter cycle unofficially gets underway this week. From our perspective, the second quarter earnings season has gotten underway already with results from 19 S&P members already out. These 19 members include FedEx, Nike, Oracle, Adobe, and others. Now, they reported their fiscal quarter ending in May, but it's it's unofficial, but it is part of the official June through September quarters. So this week, we've got 34 S&P members. We've got IBM. We've got Netflix. We've got Johnson & Johnson. For these 19 members, we're looking at a second quarter aggregate net income of down, brace yourself, brace yourself for this, 42% on 5%, 4.8% lower revenue, with 68% beating at EPS estimates, revised lower estimates, and only 52 beating revenue. That's bad because those are revised revenue estimates. This is what I was saying, 68 beating EPS, 52 beating revenue, these are already revised numbers. So if we can't even beat the revised numbers, and they've been revised lower, lower, we're in deep doo-doo. Earnings are expected to be down in double digits for banking stocks, which are reporting starting today. JP Morgan, 51% negative. Citigroup, 77.6% negative. Bank of America, 66% negative. All sectors are expected to have lower relative to a year earlier. Really, you think? With four out of 16 sectors expecting to lose money in second quarter decline in excess of 100%. These are energy, transports, auto and consumer discretionary keep your eye on consumer discretionary because this right here what you're looking at in the chart about 40 of these 100 stocks in the nasdaq 100 are consumer discretionary stocks and if consumer discretionary is down 115 percent from the expectations we are going to see quite a downside now in terms of the stocks the 10 sectors we still have technology and consumer discretionary leading ahead. But again, if the NASDAQ gives out, you're going to see this consumer discretionary technology all the way down here and utilities and industrial and consumer staples and possibly healthcare because they're defensive much, much higher. So I think the earnings that we're going to see is going to be very, very telling. What I'm really concerned about is the fact that the, that the numbers which have already been revised, are still only 68% supposed to beat EPS and only 52% beating revenue. Folks, re remember, we've revised these revenue numbers lower and only 52 are beating these revised numbers. That's very, very bad. So be 
prepared for potential softness, corrective action, uh, momentum levels declining in the market over the next month, especially if the numbers are as bad or potentially worse than they're expecting. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great week ahead. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening from today so you don't miss any important news regarding your money and your investments. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Roger Scott, and happy trading.